basketball fans everywhere. Appreciate you for uh, joining me here on the show. Unless you're a stranger, you already know what this is. Uh, take, take the podcast. Find it anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. Uh, and in addition to that, be sure to give me a follow on all social media platforms at Tate's Take Hoops, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. As you know, we like to call it the best, the, the most informational, most educational content on the planet in the form of a podcast. So remember to give it a follow and make sure You know it's college basketball time when the month of March rolls around. Told you guys I have a very special guest that's going to be joining me today. And without further ado, let me make sure that I get this guy up. He's in our green room, and I want to pull him in right now. That would be none other than there he is. There's my guy, Dan Dockage, former. I have to make sure I say this, former head coach of Indiana as well, ESPN College Basketball color commentary um how are you Dan first and foremost thanks for joining I'm ugly I'm looking at myself in a freaking <laughs> picture here and I, no no, no I, don't, I, I, like, I like doing interviews over the phone where I don't see myself now I'm seeing myself <laughs> I'm like oh crap Bard is beautiful. Bard is beautiful especially <laughs> Bard yeah. is beautiful especially uh uh, bright and early on a uh, on a Wednesday morning, happy hump day to you. I want to jump into things right away with you, uh, talking about some college basketball. Uh, first things first, I hear a lot of conversation about Gonzaga. You know that it was a really close game on yesterday against BYU, and they um, uh, got yet another uh, West Coast Conference Tournament Championship under their belt to put in the China cabinet. I hear so many good things, so much optimism, but I'm never really hearing nearly enough things that are some of their maybe like weaknesses or reasons of concern. What are some of those that you would consider for a team like Gonzaga going into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, one of them got answered yesterday, you know, playing from behind. Because you know how it goes. You get in a tournament, right? Somebody starts knocking in shots, and next thing you know, you're like, oh, hell, we're down nine, you know, and – that got answered yesterday. Playing a close game got answered yesterday. I, I'll say this. I, watching them, and I watched basically the entire second half of that game, into the first half, into the second half. Defensively, um, there's better teams than Gonzaga. Like, I think they're the best put-together team. I think they're the best team, right? I, 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 okay, all that. But defensively, I think that there are some teams that are going to be able to exploit them now. You're going to have to beat them in the 90s or the high 80s, and that's very difficult to do. Hey, look, sure. there, there's not a lot of people that can do that. Let's be honest. There's not a lot of teams that can go get 90 against a number one team in the country. But that's what I saw a little bit yesterday. You know, I thought even at the end of the game, Harms had some really good looks for BYU, and, you know, he drops them in. Next thing you know, it, but uh, best team in the college basketball. Last night answered some questions. But mm -hmm. there's gonna be there's gonna be days where they're gonna have to play close game against a better team than BYU. Sure, and you know I, I was looking at some of the um, some of the teams that are on the bubble. There's some teams that are really close to being in, not quite all the way there yet. We'll get into one of the ones I want to ask you about specifically. Is there a particular team in your mind that you see? You know what? This is gonna be a shame if this team doesn't get in because I really believe that they can make a deep run. Yeah, I don't know about a deep run, but I think it'd be a shame if a 25-4 and four Drake team doesn't get in. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they should. Maybe you're good. You, you know, 
you know how it goes. You take all the analytics and they're not supposed to get, but honest to God, man, as a former coach, you in this pandemic, you go 25 and four. Come on. I mean, what are you going to let a team that's, you know, in Indiana here, we think that Indiana should be around hell. They're 12 and 13. Like, mm-hmm. No, no. I mean, I don't know that they can make a deep run. I just know that man, 25 wins during this year with all that's going on. I'd, I'd be a bad like committee man because I'd be like, oh hell, I'm putting them in. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I screw these guys that are mediocre. I'm, I'm putting <laughs> 25 and four in. I don't want to hear about all these channels. I'd be terrible. I'd be kicked out. They'd say, get out of here, Dockage. But I 25 and four. Come on. Let me ask you this because I see you got your cream and crimson shirt on, and I'm just gonna. Uh, this may not be the best thing optically, but I'm gonna kind of see if I can move my camera just a little bit. Okay, there we go. Uh, I see you got your cream and your crimson shirt on. IU uh, could be potentially an NCAA tournament team. They got some work to do in the conference tournament, I would imagine. Um, what does the future look like realistically for someone like Archie Miller right now? Well, that's a you know what I don't want anybody to be fired. I say it on my radio show and. And I don't want him to be fired, but let's be honest. Okay. okay. You got to win games, man. I mean, let, yeah. hey, look, you can't go five years without winning games or four years without being in the tournament. You got you got L. Durham, who is a great kid and a really good player. He's a great player. But he's a really good player at Indiana. He's going his whole career, never played in the NCAA tournament, and never beat Purdue. Now, look, sure. beating Purdue may not mean nothing to other people, but when you wear this <laughs> bad boy, you wear an Indiana shirt, you got to freaking beat Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got to beat them once in a while. And uh, like I said, I, you know, I don't know. Everybody has their reports on what the buyout is and who's in it, all that stuff. Here's what I do know. I don't okay. want anybody getting fired. But you know what? When, you, when you're under 500 in the Big Ten three years in a row, you haven't made the tournament or two years in a row, like whatever it was. But you, you, you haven't made the tournament. Last year, everybody thinks they would have made it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Frankly, you're going to be on the hot seat. And uh, we'll see what happens. I don't have the answer to what's going to happen. I just know. Let's put it this way. All right. Every single basketball coach at Indiana going back to before Bob Knight has been fired. So it's just a matter of when. And I hope it's not. I hope Archie gets another year. But we'll see. Yeah, one of the teams that I mentioned uh, that I was thinking about a little bit earlier, not too long ago, was uh, was Duke. Kind of curious to know from you if you think that they will have their name called when Selection Sunday rolls around and maybe what they need to do uh, at bare minimum, at least, uh, in order to hear their name called in the event that they don't win the conference tournament in the ACC to get the automatic qualifier bid. Well, I think they need to beat um, – I think they need to beat Louisville. When is it, today or tomorrow? I think it may be today. I, yeah, look, here's the deal. You know, and and you know that everybody knows this. You know, beginning of the year you play games, and all right, we lost, but man, our team's getting better, right? That ain't this. Mm-hmm. This is play crappy and win by one. Who cares? Just win the damn game, mm-hmm. and that's what Duke needs to do. Now, I don't know that it gets Duke in, and I'm also wondering because Duke has played better without Jalen mm-hmm. Johnson. So, if if you're a committee man, and let's say they win the night, all right, do you look at Post Jalen Johnson, do you look at the whole body of work? You know, what What are you looking at when you look at Duke's resume? And I don't know the answer to that. I know I would look at how they played since Jalen Johnson because they're a different team. Maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. 
But let's be honest, Deshaun. You, you got to win tonight. You, you win tonight, you got a chance. I think if you lose today, you're out. If you're Duke, I do. The see how I can word this Hold one here for second. you, Dan. You, got, you have a you have a state basketball back there. That tells me Michigan State. I am originally from Lansing, Michigan. So not only do I have my You broke up on me. I yeah, can't hear you. I broke up a little bit. Got people calling. Man, when are you bringing Dockage on? I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. I got Dockage on right now. Stop calling me. So I've got a Michigan State basketball over my shoulder and a nutcracker up top of my Michigan State uh, uh, Sparty. So I am a Sparty, diehard Sparty, born and raised in East Lansing, Michigan. All right, can I clear something up? Feel free. I don't hate Sparty. Sparty okay. Seems, Sparty seems to hate me, and Izzo and I are – Izzo and I are good friends. Like, Izzo called me three or four times within the last 10 days just to talk about his team. Izzo, <laughs> my first show I did on Sirius XM, I'm like, hey, yo, Iz, come on the show. All right. No, stop with that. Yes, we had a dust up. Yes, I made an idiotic comment to a kid on Twitter saying, you know what, you couldn't get into Michigan? What's the problem? You know, because <laughs> you know? that's the deepest of cuts. Like here in Indiana, Purdue always tells us Indiana people, well, well, you weren't smart enough to get into Purdue. We're an engineering school. You guys are a party school. <laughs> so, that, so, so Izzo and I went back and forth. We MF'd each other on, on uh, tax and everything else five years ago. And like brothers, we're cool. So I got to get that out of the way. I, I, gotta get I got that. you. I, I gotta no, I'm glad you said it and not me because I wanted to ask you, but I got Dockage on for the first time, and you don't really no, know hey, if you can or can't. No, you ask whatever the <laughs> hell you want to ask, man. You kidding me? I don't care. I got you. I got you. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, is there a team that maybe nobody's talking about that wouldn't surprise Dan Dockage, but it might surprise everybody else? if they made a run either to the final four or to the uh, national championship game and cut down the nets and won the whole thing. Uh, Loyola Chicago. Um, Loyola Chicago is a damn good basketball team. For whatever the reason, I've watched a lot of their games. And mm -hmm. I talked to Porter Mosier, their coach yesterday. They, I'm telling you, they, this kid, Krautwig, he looks like mm -hmm. Chicago. Like, he, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if you ever seen those Saturday Night Live skits where Dicka and the Bear, he's that guy. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he's – <laughs> He's that guy. And they call him that. Like, Pope Mosier was telling me a story where Krautwick, who started as a freshman on their Final Four Final team, Four. Mm. Yeah, a couple games ago, they're in a dogfight, right? I mean, they're going. And next thing you know, Kraut, Krautwick makes a mistake. And Porter's pissed, right? So he's, okay. you know, he's, he's dropping the big words on Krautwick as he's coming <laughs> off the court. And Crowick just looks at him and goes, hey, baby, we all love each other. Relax. We all love <laughs> But I think their team defends. Their team is tough. Um, they've got, you know, the guy, Crowick, and they've got guys that can score. Williamson can really score it and defend it. Uh, I've, I like that team. Now, look, we all know the deal. Um, got to get some luck. You know, different things have to happen, but that's a team. I really like, I'll tell you another team I like. I like your Sparty. And ah. here's why. I think Bingham's getting a lot better. Yes, um, he is. He is. And I think if, if, if Gabe Brown can do, you know, make his shots, that kind of thing, I think Langford's getting better. I think healthier. And I don't know about you, 
but I think most Sparty fans would agree with this. When Rocket Watts plays the way he played in the second half against Michigan, mm-hmm. wait a second now. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. I've talked to a lot of Big Ten tournaments here in Indy, and after I did a game last night, I had a couple of producers over, and everybody was talking to coaches, and they're all like, hey, man, privately, we don't want to see Sparty. <laughs> Sparty's, Sparty's got to go a little bit. Yeah, Michigan State in March all over again, it seems like. Sometimes I feel my own personal ways that uh, a lot of the fan base tends to kind of rely on that a little bit too heavily. Yes. Like, oh, don't worry about it. Everything will be okay. Yes. March will be here before you know it. You know, that type of deal. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I, I agree with you in many ways. Michigan State just being one of those teams that hardly nobody ever wants to play when um, when March rolls around. And you talk about somebody like Marcus Bingham, man. I mean, not only is he getting better, but I think a major reason for that is that from a confidence standpoint, Kind of seems, and more aggression anyways. We know he's not the biggest guy in the world. But uh, uh, Loyola, Chicago, and uh, and Michigan State, I'm going to have to jot that one down and come back and tweet at, uh, and tweet at you or text you or do something. Text me. Uh, I'm with, all, I got off Twitter last week. I'm done. I'm done with Twitter forever. So You're done. Gotta, You're done with the Twitter. Done. Too much hassle <laughs> in my life. Hey, how about this? A friend of mine made a bet with me, okay? Okay. He said, I, I'll bet you $5,000 you can't stay off Twitter for the rest of your life. So <laughs> I said, all right, how do I get paid? I'm dead, right? Yeah. The rest of my life means I'm dead. Like, <laughs> Good point. You know? Come on. Good point. Man, Duly noted. That would have been something I would have even thought about. I would have just taken the bet without even thinking hey, about it. I said, look, I'm half dead anyway. So, you know, I, how about until <laughs> I'm 70 or something, right? Yeah, there you go. What the yeah, hell? Five, five, five stacks for my boy uh, Dan yeah. Dockage, ESPN, college basketball, color analyst. Um, uh, I definitely want to uh, – I, I definitely want to mention this because what happened was – and this is going to be really wacky and weird. I know we've only got a couple minutes here left with you, but um, it, it was a game. I can't remember who it was. You were calling the game, and Seth happened to, I think, call you in the middle of the game <laughs> when you were live on the air that night. And I happened to just have tweeted at that moment. I said, that would have been TV gold had Dockage answered the phone right there on the air. And and, and then I said in, uh, in parentheses, if it was Bill Walton, I got a feeling he probably would have done it. I, uh, I, saw, it, it I, I saw your tweet. Oh, you and, did? Okay. Yes. And I'm pissed that I didn't oh. answer the phone. I'm pissed. <laughs> Like, on my radio show, like, Gene Cady calls me every day. Every day. Okay. And every once in a while, he'll call me during my radio show, and I'll pick it up. Hey, Coach, uh, we're on the air. How you doing? Don't swear. You know what I mean? <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I saw your tweet, and I'm like, that would have been absolutely – because it was a the game was a blowout. It wasn't like we were yep. coming down to the wire, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I saw your tweet, I'm like, you dumbass, you should have picked that phone up. Like, how? that's a hell of an opportunity to make magic. (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously. No, seriously. And I tell you what, after that, I said, what do I have to do to get one of these guys on my podcast? Not even thinking about realistically it happening. Seth said that he would be more than happy to. Came on, and now I got Dan Dockage. I guess that is the benefit of Twitter, I guess, in some cases. Uh, Again, ESPN, college basketball color analyst, 
Dan, Do- uh, Dan Doc is joining us right now. Let me do this because I know we're like T minus three minutes right. or so hey, right up right. in that I range. T- I got 10 minutes if you got it. I got 10 minutes. Okay. Sounds good. Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. Um, David McCormick, the big man from Kansas, is out for the Big 12 tournament indefinitely. How much does this hurt their chances to contend for not only conference tournament, but if this overflows into NCAA tournament? Yeah, it's big. I- I'll tell you why. We had um, we had uh, Coach Self on our on our podcast, Seth and mine, and he was raving. You know, even the, even though the tough start they got off to. He felt like, and maybe he still feels that way, I don't know, but that his team was really playing well defensively. Like, he felt like the improvement that McCormick and his guards made of being in sync, you know what I mean? Like being able to play Mm -hmm. the ball screens, being able to rotate, being in position better, understanding. He he, he thought that's why their team was, you know, not the most talented Kansas team, but getting really good. I think this is huge. I I think that going – Look, I don't know the particulars. Is this contact tracing? If it is, then maybe he can work out. If it's not, then he's got a quarantine. I don't know. But as you said it, you know, if this leaks into the NCAA tournament, that ain't good. Let's put it that way. And it certainly isn't, you know. You never bet against Kansas, right, in the Big 12. I mean, you just kind Mm -hmm. of never do. But even going into it, obviously, Baylor's the favorite. And this is – I think it's a crushing blow to Kansas. I do. No, no doubt. Uh, these teams right here got their tickets punched. North Carolina, Greensboro, Liberty, Appalachian State, Winthrop, Drexel, Loyola, Chicago, Oral Roberts, uh, Moorhead State, Cleveland State, Mount St. Mary's, and Gonzaga. I guess technically you've kind of already answered the question. Um, I was just curious which one of these teams probably intrigues you the most. I guess that one technically would be Loyola, Chicago. Is that fair? Yeah, but I watched Drexel. Last night, I got to tell you, all right, so my son coaches at Elon, right? Mm-hmm. And my my brother's son, my nephew, my, my brother, yeah, I think it was my brother's son. I love it. No, it was my brother's daughter, my niece. She had, she had a bat mitzvah. This is like 10 years ago, okay? Mm-hmm. Maybe longer. I don't even remember. However old Andrew was, so all my little cousins or my little nephews are there, and Andrew, my son, makes me a bet because mm-hmm. they're getting mouthy, right? Hey, Dad, I'm going to coach a mid-major team to the tournament before you do. And I'm like, well, I don't even know if I'm coaching. And he starts yapping. You know, so I'm like, all right. He goes, you know, and you know how kids are. Let's bet $5,000 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So all the, you know, all all the kids at the bat mitzvah are going, oh, okay. So fast forward to last night elon's playing to go to the ncaa tournament my son's an assistant coach that would have cost me five bills had they beaten drexel <laughs> but, but when i watched the game and i'd have gladly paid it by the way uh when i watched okay. the game i thought drexel was pretty good like i thought mm-hmm. to myself you know what um elon was playing really well they were able to keep elon in front of them and i really as much as i was rooting for elon i really felt like they were never going to beat Drexel. So that's a dangerous team. Um, Liberty. Liberty's won a ton of games. That's a yes, dangerous team. Yes, they have. Game. Yeah, they have. Um, that, and I watched North Carolina, uh, Greensboro, three years ago in um, Boise, and they literally had Gonzaga beat. And they didn't get it done. But I watched them how they played, and I watched them this year, and I thought, you know what? This is a good basketball team. Um mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know Appalachian State. I've watched Cleveland State. Dennis Gates has done, and you can't even imagine the job that that kid the has job done. Job done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's not a kid, obviously, but I think him as a kid because I tried to recruit him a hundred years ago out of Chicago. Oh, really? Yo, yeah. Everybody that's doing well, Juwan Howard. I tried to recruit to Indiana. Dennis Gates. I tried to recruit. Yeah, if you got recruited by us at Indiana back in the day, you're a hell of a coach now. Anyway, but I, 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 I. Like Mount St. Mary's, I did their game last night. I don't think they'll win a game in a tournament, but damn, you know what they have? They've got a clutch guard, and they've got some bigs that can go. I'm, I'm fascinated by this group right here. The best is Gonzaga, then I'll mm -hmm. say Loyola Marymount, and then the teams that I listed. Okay, good deal. I want to bring you into something of what we call our quick release segment. Essentially, it's nothing more than just a couple rapid fire questions. Sure. Feel free to elaborate as much as you would like to. Um, but one word answers are definitely uh, more than accepted in the event that that's the route that you want to take. Let's go with this one first. How about in the shortest version possible, your best untold Bobby Knight story? He kicked off Alan Henderson, Damon Bailey, and Pat Graham in our coach's locker room when he was buck naked. Butt naked. Buck naked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you asked. That's 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 Robert Montgomery for you right there. That, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's go to. Uh, let's go to this one right here. I like to call this our chalkboard question of the day. In one word, how do you describe basketball in the state of Indiana? What makes, what makes it so much different? Obviously it's the site of the NCAA tournament. Passion. It's, it's just passion. This is, this is in, this is inside of you when you're a kid growing up. Um, I grew up in Gary, Indiana, uh, Northwest Ooh. corner. Okay. All I ever Familiar. wanted to do, yeah, all I ever wanted to do, I didn't care about going to Indiana. I didn't care about going to Purdue. All I wanted to do was go to Gary Westside High School and beat mm. whoever was in the Gary Regional and win the Gary Regional. So all I ever wanted to do as a basketball player. I grew up idolizing, uh, and that's a passion. I grew up idolizing guys. John Hegwood, Wallace Bryan ended up at yep. um, University of San Francisco. Thad, Thad Garner ended up uh, at Michigan. I grew up idolizing Hey, man, one of my heroes, true story. Herman, the helicopter Carter, had 25, okay. in, the, he had 25 in the first half. Now, in, in Indiana, you play two games in one day. So you play a morning game, and you come back and play the regional championship at night, right? Okay. So Herman was older than me. My dad was broadcaster, and I went to all the games. Herman dropped 23 in the, in the morning game, right? Somehow, wow. got, somehow got shot in the hand at, in between games. Shot himself. Somebody shot him. He dropped 22 at night with a big thing on his hand, uh, his left hand, and uh, after getting a, a gunshot wound. He was a true story. He was my hero. Like, I don't know, I don't know what happened to him. And he played know. that night? Oh, he had 22. Yes. <laughs> I remember my dad's like, uh, uh, I think Herman got shot in between games. I'm like, you know, I'm like 12, right? Yeah. Comes out with a big thing. I think he had 22 at night. His team lost, but that's all a hey, passion in Indiana. All I wanted to do, win the damn Gary Regional. That's it. And that's like a lot of kids in this in this state. I just want to win the sectional. I just want to win the regional. That's us. That's Indiana. 
Kind of sounds like a Gary Indiana story a little bit. Um, <laughs> I, I'm here for the stories, man. We gotta give a boy. We gotta give my boy Dockage back. How can you not love this dude? You gotta be kidding me. Uh, let me ask you this one: When it comes to everybody, feels like the consensus obviously got number one, uh, number one seeds in getting bids for the NCAA tournament this year: Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan. Who do you feel the most confident saying will get? that final number one bid? Um, I feel like Illinois. Um, I, I, and that's tough because you're going to have to beat Michigan right at the end. And, and that, that would enable you to get the number one seed. Uh, I feel like they're playing great. I, I, I know that he's one of only two guys unanimous all big 10 along with Garza, but there's not a better finisher in the country. There, there's not a better closer in the country. And I got to tell you something else, man, Kofi Coburn, Everybody thinks he's just this big, strong, you know, Shaq-like guy. I'm a, I've watched that kid go from, you know, let's be honest. He, he hadn't played a lot of basketball. Last year, start the year, they're asking him to do all these things with the ball screen, get out on the perimeter and defend, rotate back. And, and his head was spinning like most freshmen. That kid is so smart. And now with his footwork defensively, not necessarily offensively, mm-hmm. he puts him in the right position all the time. Yes, he does. Time. He, does. he does. And I'm telling you, a year ago, I had them playing uh, early in the season, Miami of Florida against Illinois. Miami of Florida wasn't very good. They were up 30 at Illinois because Kofi didn't know he, he'd never played against that kind of speed or that kind of – now, shit, he can do mm. – that. He's, he's a mother, as we used to say – Back in <laughs> and he he doesn't mess he don't he doesn't mess around he he's good on both ends man I, I love their team I do Kofi Coburn Kofi love Coburn him. not always not always in love with the way his last name is spelled but I think that's a whole different kind of conversation can, can, I, uh, can, too, I, tell, can I tell you one sure. thing about that first game sure. I ever did uh oh you said it I asked, you said it that's the SID I go look <laughs> what, 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 I ain't saying that. I'm not saying Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mean to tell me there's something that exists that Dockage is not going to say? I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm like, he goes, hey, Dan, you're good. Here's how it's pronounced, Coburn. I'm like, oh, good. Because I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. I, hey, I'm not kidding you. When I, when I first got ready for the game, I started mm-hmm. sweating. I'm like, whoa, wait. So I called up Derek Brunson, the SID. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. How are we saying this name now on national yeah. TV? Yeah. And uh, Coburn's good. Really good. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that for now. Even if that's not the way it's pronounced, we're going to go with that. He's just going to have to accept it. <laughs> Last two questions with you here, uh, Dan. Again, appreciate you for joining us and extending the time. First question. When we start talking about contenders and pretenders, who do you think is the biggest contender not named Gonzaga, Baylor, or Michigan, and maybe the biggest pretender in the top 25 if there's a such thing. All right, I'm going to say contender. It might be the same with both Iowa. Iowa can be the biggest contender because they can go get 90. And mm-hmm. you know what Iowa's done? Iowa's, Iowa's buttoned it up defensively. They really yes, have. Yes, they have. They, they have. Uh, so I'm going to say they're the biggest contender. The biggest pretender, you know, I watched West Virginia get beat by a Kate Cunningham less – Oklahoma State team. And Oklahoma State's pretty mm-hmm. good, but Kate Cunningham's number one pick in the draft. And sure. you get beat by him or without mm-hmm. him, and you're without the number him. six 
team in, yeah, without him, and you're the number six team in the draft or number six team in the country. I don't know about that one. So that would be my pretender. My contender would be Iowa. I want to get these last little group of these ones out of the way. Just get some conference tournament predictions from you. Pac-12, we're going to leave it at Power 6. Pac-12, Big 10, Big 12, Big East, ACC, SEC. Who do you predict will be conference tournament champions for each of those six? Uh, Pac-12, Oregon, Big 10, I'm going to say Illinois. Big 12, I'm going to say Baylor. Big East, I'm going to say UConn. ACC, I'm going to say Florida State. And the SEC, I'm going to go a little chalky here. I think Kentucky's going to make a run, but I'm going to say Alabama just because I like Herb Jones so much and I like their team. I feel good about saying, um, I feel good about Kentucky a little bit too. And I know that that sounds crazy. It's like, dude, have you been watching anything this year? Uh, but but th that's the way that this stuff goes, man. You, you When you're when you're on your last leg and you're trying to get in, man, it's difficult, but uh, it's definitely doable. And it's definitely show you how uh, that this is definitely March. Um, Dan Dockage, appreciate you so, on, so much. Hold on, man. Sure, but go for it. Before I go, when I first saw Jay Sean, you know Jay Sean Tate? Sure. Okay, so Jay Sean lived with us uh, after his senior year. He lived with us for a summer. And he's okay. like my all-time favorite human being, right? He's like, really? I love the kid. He introduced me to DoorDash. I didn't know what the hell DoorDash was, and all of a sudden, he's eating a blooming onion. I'm like, dude, where'd you get the blooming onion? Yeah. Anyway, when I saw your podcast, I thought, man, does, does JT have a podcast? Does, yeah. You know, and then I saw it was Deshaun, not Jay Sean. I'm like, okay, that's I, I figured Jay Sean's – he don't have time for a podcast. He's trying to – play with the Rockets, damn it. Yeah, but hey, I'll come yeah. on anytime you want, anytime you let me know. Uh, middle of the tournament, you need you need somebody to break it down poorly for you. I'm your guy. I appreciate that so much. And thank you again for extending the time and making time for us. No problem. No problem. There goes my dude right there. That would be nothing other than Dan Dockett. Appreciate him for joining us and dropping some, some knowledge on us and whatnot. And um, just coming through, showing your boys some love. Again, you never know who you're going to get here on this podcast, man. You never know who you're going to get as, as a guest. And uh, we got Jay Billis coming up on Friday morning, so roughly about 48 hours from now, around 10 a.m. Uh, so make sure that you check back in for that. But if you don't do nothing else, don't just come in and stop by and just hear about it in your own little ways of going about hearing about it, word of mouth and so forth, which is always a good thing. And thankful for those of you who have done that. Uh, but make sure that you're subscribing. Go and subscribe. Tell a friend. We've had anybody and everybody on this platform, on this podcast. Go and subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell your mama. Tell your baby mama. Tell your grandmama. Tell your mother-in-law. Tell everybody that you can where you can find the best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational basketball content in the, on the planet in the form of a podcast, none other than Tate's Take. We stream live on Periscope, live on Facebook, as well as on YouTube, um, as well as on, uh, on, on Twitch as well. Uh, again, find it anywhere you find your favorite podcast iTunes, Google Podcasts, Red Circle, Spotify, Stitcher, the whole nine. Uh, appreciate Dan Dockage for coming by, man, and just showing some love and uh, overly appreciative. And I got a couple of people that's actually checking in with us just for a little bit of proof, just for a little bit of proof that if you subscribe to the podcast, you even got a voice here on the show as well. There goes my dude, Kevin Dilworth, saying, yes, sir, Ski. Yeah, if, if, if you know my boy, Katie, 
that's a real word. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and he going to come with it. He going to bring the funk, stupid vocabulary. Appreciate him. As you can see, he chimed in with us on YouTube. Uh, and I appreciate him for, for chiming in as well. And for everybody that is already subscribed, everybody that is going to subscribe in the future, everybody that's checking us out on all of these different platforms, make sure that you go and share it. It takes less than 30 seconds. If it takes longer than 30 seconds, I'll put money in your pocket. As long as you don't have an Obama phone and it starts running real slow and doing all that crazy stuff. Uh, my dude, man, Raphael Haynes from the Three Point Conversion does an outs standing job with his platform uh make sure that you go and check him out he's covering basketball all all over the place and hornets and hawks and he's at super bowl and doing talking to Lamelo ball and doing all sorts sorts of really cool stuff as well three-point conversions and the spartans yeah that's that's gonna be uh interesting to see what kind of um to see what kind of reaction that I've gotten from people uh after having Dan Dr. Chum but it's always uh it's always a blessing here we go. Let's just leave it at Michael C. Let's just leave that right there. I'm a pretty good speller, but I don't pronounce things all that great. Saying, love the show. Been following Dan for years. He keeps in the hunting. And I got to give it to him. I mean, he says what's on his mind. And why people may like him, love him, hate him, or anything in between, I always have to show respect and love for somebody who does not bite their tongue. Because there's more than enough people out here that do. So I'm the type of person that can always appreciate um the people you know that don't do that and of course also saying very knowledgeable so i appreciate you michael c who's consistent and persistent at supporting the show always doing a good job at sharing it and subscribing and all of those things and you can be just like all the rest of these guys allow your voice to kind of somewhat be heard uh in a roundabout way on the show and uh definitely want to show my appreciation for them for checking in that's gonna do it for us we'll be back Give me 48 hours. We are T-minus four days until Selection Sunday. It gets no better than that. I mean, it's the most, it, it, it's, it's the most unpredictable, best three weeks in all of sports. I mean, listen, you can, nothing, let me tell you guys real quick, and I'm just, I'm going to be really quick about it. I know that probably sounds crazy, and I just told a lie just now, but it sounded good. So hear me out. Let me tell you what I love about March Madness the most. With where we are in our country, where we need to come together as much as possible, if nothing else brings people together, it's this time of the year, okay? You got Selection Sunday. In most cases, in an average year, you come with, with your bracket pools and your brackets on Monday morning and trying to make some money, and it's all about the fun. I mean, you got the five versus the 12 seeds, upsets over here, buzzer beaters over there, and... Uh, you know, we just seen a 16 seed beat a one a couple years ago. I mean, anything can freaking happen, but it brings people together together of all different ethnicities, all different uh, walks of life. And you don't have to know a damn thing about college basketball. In most cases, most people probably don't if you're filling out brackets. I think I'm either going to have the dogs fill out mine this year. Either that or mine are going to be based on vacation destinations. Fill out a bracket. It's all for fun. I'm curious to know if you're one of those people that uh, hit me up on social media and let me know, by the way, too. I'm curious to know if you're one of those people that fill out multiple brackets uh, or, or or you just you're a one bracket person. Me personally, I'm a, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm a one bracket person, but I'm OK with you being as long as you're honest about it. I'm OK with you being a multiple bracket person. You just can't do it in, in pencil. I mean, that's against the law. That's against March Madness religion, if you will. But I love that. And there's always that. You know, when we fill out those brackets, there's always that one game that just say, you know what, I'm done. 
My bracket is busted. Everybody's bracket is busted. I'm crumbling it up. I'm throwing in the trash can, and you're trying to hold on to it a little bit longer for dear life, but that one game just busted your bracket. There's nothing better than that, except for one thing. You thought that that was the game that busted your bracket. It's the game coming later on tonight that's going to be the big one that's going to make you say, now I'm shredding it. Crumbling it up and throwing it in the wastebasket, that's not enough. Now it's time to shred it. Now it's time to light that thing on fire, and I can go in the kitchen. I can make me a drink. I can sit down, kick my heels up, and I can just sit back and watch the NCAA tournament for what it is now. Just all sorts of fun. That's what I love about it probably the most. Remember to go and follow along on all social media platforms at Tate's Take Hoops. T-A-T-E-S. T-A-K-E. H-O-O-P-S. Hashtag where basketball lives. Jay Bill is joining us. Little less than 48 hours. Uh, see you guys then. Looking forward to you guys coming back to check in with me and appreciate you for subscribing to the pod.